0: On the 11th day of Christmas My true love gave to me A QA. and a get ready with me And a cup of tea <laughs> Look, they can't all be great, okay? You guys hold me to such a high standard It's almost unfair I'm scrolling TikTok at 3am Because my nervous system's too fucked to go to sleep And I feel too anxious to put my phone down Is that why I'm having an existential crisis? There are always going to be a million other things You could have decided to do <laughs> I'm broken Okay, hello. It is Tuesday, day 11. You might be like, what is the setting going on? If you're listening on audio, have a little peek at the video right now, okay? It is 8.02 in the morning. I am behind. If you know anything about me, by the way, I'm getting ready, which is what I'm going to explain. If you know anything about me, it is that I love to be organized and prepared, okay? I love to be prepared. I'm an organized gal. Podmas, is teaching me to get things done kind of on the fly. In an ideal world, if I was doing a regular podcast, I would have episodes ready five days before they went out. Podmas, because I'm making episodes every day, I can't do that, and so, Last night I was laying in bed thinking, how am I going to get episodes batched tomorrow? How can I get more done as well as edit an episode and get it out and do all the promo for it on Tuesday? And I thought, habit stack, okay? Back to James Clear, Mr. Atomic Habits. Stack things you want to do on top of things you already do. And so I said to myself, okay, what do I already do? Get ready in the morning why not record a podcast? So that's what we're gonna do. I've got my check-in jar. Let's do a morning check-in, shall we? I'll be honest with you. I haven't even done my morning journaling yet. I woke up and I was ready to go. Well, I woke up and felt exhausted guys. I'm watching Hannibal at the moment with my sister. I don't do well with scary things and not all scary things. Some scary things I can do. Scary things I can't do is when it could be real. Even though Hannibal is quite, it's quite far-fetched. We just watched an episode and it was about a girl kind of breaking into another girl's house. I've had nightmares for the past two days, okay? I can't do things, anything about like breaking into a house, anything that's kind of, has the potential to be real or that I can relate to in any way. So if it's like young women home alone, not that I'm home alone, anything like that freaks me out. It freaks me out. So I've been having nightmares. So I woke up, long story long, woke up, was not in a good place when I woke up. But as soon as I got up and realised I was doing a podcast, I was up and ready. So I thought, okay, don't need the journaling. Did a bit of stretching, did a bit of breathing. And I was like, right, let's set this podcast up and go. Let's do the morning check-in, shall we? I just pulled one and it is, how do you hope people see you? How do you hope people see you? I feel like I've kind of talked about this on the podcast a few days ago. Let's think about it, shall we? And let's start getting ready. How do I hope people see me? I would really love for people to see me as the type of person who is really committed to living a big life. I would like people to see me as someone who lifts people up. I said this recently, but I would love for people to leave me, not forever. I would really like people to kind of leave interactions with me and think damn like I feel fundamentally better or they feel inspired or kind of ready to do bigger things in their life. I want people to leave me better than they found me in every interaction and that really guides like the type of person I want to be. I hope people feel that way about me and I kind of strive to be that type of person. So I hope people feel that way and I hope people feel that. I also want people to see me as someone who is just constantly striving to be happier and live like an aligned, full life. Like, I want people to see me as a positive person and not even positive as in happy all the time, but I would like people to see me as an optimistic person, someone who has a innate sense of optimism, who can kind of see the good in things because I think that is so fundamental to a good life. I'm also realizing the light is changing. I thought the light looked really cool and like um, fluorescent when... It was dark, but now it's getting light, so I'm going to put this light on. Sorry about the change in lighting. It will be better for us all, trust me. So I... Where is my phone? I blackmailed you guys on my Instagram story last night to ask me questions. That was definitely the most questions I've ever been asked on Instagram Q&A. So what I've learned is you guys are very susceptible to blackmail and gaslighting, which is great for me because it means I now know how to get answers and things that I want out of you. We're all friends here. Let's answer some of your blackmail questions. Oh, okay. We have to wait 10 seconds to open Instagram as always because... I have an app that stops me from being able to open it immediately. Oh my God, this is truly the most questions I've ever had, which makes me laugh so much. Now I know how to get through to you guys. This is a dangerous game. Last time you had a casual hookup. If there's anything you should know about me is that I want to be a casual hookup gal. I hear people talking about going on dates and having rosters and just like learning things about themselves and what they like. And in theory, I actually love the idea of it. I think like casual sex or just not having sex with the intention of like getting married all of the time is such a good way, as a young person, to kind of figure out what you like. Because what I think is crazy about sex... God, this is turning into a long story long already. The thing about sex is we all want it, we all crave it, we all want to have more of it, we all want it to be really good. And yet... We're not really allowed to talk about it and we're not really allowed to... We're not really allowed to talk about what we like or what we want. We're not really supposed to want it. We're not really supposed to want to have it. And so it's this kind of taboo thing. Especially women, we're not allowed to have a lot of it. And if we do have a lot of it, it means we're like sluts and seen as less in... The eyes of society but not my eyes like fuck society but i think it is that casual sex i think can be such a good way to learn things about yourself and what you like i want to be a casual sex gal and it's not even that i'm not it's not that i need to be in love to have sex I'm just not a dater and not because I don't agree with Tinder and I just want to meet someone organically. Like, come on, it's the 21st fucking century. And I like the idea of Tinder. I think it's a good way to kind of vet people before you meet them. Because if you meet someone on the street, you know their name and what they look like. Whereas if you meet someone on a dating app, you already know quite a lot about them. Or, I mean, you know the things they want you to know about them. But I'm pro dating app. I'm just lazy, okay? And I just find it so much effort... If you know me in real life, you know that I really do try and spend as little time on my phone as possible. So much of what I do is on my phone. But Tinder to me feels like another social media app. Whenever I have Tinder or a dating app, it's literally become social media for me. And I find myself scrolling it in the same way that I do A social media platform and that's just not good for me long story long the last time i had a casual hookup guys the last time i had a casual hookup was probably when i was in my late teens but the last time if you're asking me the last time i had sex we're trying to be more brand friendly here okay so i'm gonna try and not swear let's up until this point i feel like i have sworn i can't even remember because it comes out of my mouth i want to be brand friendly i want we're all like other girls to be brand friendly on youtube and on this platform at least because we want brand deals girls We want the brand deals, okay? So from now on, we're gonna do brand-friendly points. Every time I manage to catch myself swearing, we're gonna have, we're gonna create a brand-friendly points tally, and then hopefully brands will see that and be like, damn, this girl is incredible and brand-friendly, let's give her loads of money and sponsor So long story long, last time I had a casual hookup very long time ago, the last time I had SEX, brand-friendly points, was when I was with Casper the Ghost, and that was probably July, was the last time I saw him of 2021. (laughs) So it's been a minute. Okay. Maybe I need to get back into dating. The thing is I'm living in my hometown at the moment and anyone on the dating apps, I would know for sure. Now let's do a serious one. Oh, okay. Would you ever quit internet stuff? What would you do? I do go back and forth with this, how much I actually like it and how much it benefits my life, how much it kind of contributes to society. And then other times I'm just like, I don't really care. I really like doing it. I'm not super attached to kind of being an influencer and like being on the internet. The reason I do it is because I like the freedom and I like that I can do my own thing and I think it's fun. If there were other opportunities that allowed me a lifestyle that I really love without being on the internet, 100% I would give it up. What would I do instead? Do you know, this is not Hannibal related, but I have considered like studying psychology. I really love... human brain, human behaviour, I think studying the subconscious mind and just like basic psychology as a personal interest has really helped me and going to a therapist has helped me. So I think if I was ever going to do something else in a kind of more traditional field, I think psychology would be the direction I would go. The only thing that puts me off is to build yourself as a career as a psychologist or therapist or in that realm. It takes such a long time. You know me, commitment issues. Do I want to commit myself financially and kind of time committed to such a long course of study, I'm not sure. But I think that's definitely been in my mind right now. Uh, And I've been thinking about like, what would it look like if I did study something more traditional? I've never been to university, so I think that would be interesting. I just don't know, I have this limiting belief that I'm too old and I would be surrounded by 18 year olds and I'm not sure if I'd like it, but maybe it would be another growth experience for me. The worst place you visited in the United States. This is a good one. I loved the US. And I think I pick the places I go quite intentionally. Like there's always a checklist of things that I need a place to have before I even consider going there. Good food options, like good vegan food options, a fun culture, like fun young culture. Do you know, a really good hack, if you want to find somewhere that's kind of young and fun, I always look at co-working spaces. Not because I want to go and work, but if a place has lots of co-working spaces, I often find it has a very fun alternative working environment and I find there's a lot of people kind of working in cafes, lots of people doing non-traditional careers and I find that really fun. So I don't go to a lot of bad places because I do pick the places that I go very intentionally and I already kind of have quite a strong idea of what the place is going to be like before I get there. The worst place if I had to pick is probably LA just because I loved all of the other places I went to and the thing about LA is... I want to like it. One, I just don't feel safe there. LA was the place that I felt least safe. I had a bit of a traumatic experience happened the first time I went to LA and I wonder if that's tainted it. But even before then, I just don't feel super safe in LA. Another thing is the public transport system is so bad. I love getting public transport, going to a new place and just getting on public transport, exploring the city, I find so fun. Like London is amazing for that. New York was so incredible for that. I felt so safe on public transport. It was so easy to navigate. LA it just isn't like every time I got on public transport I felt like I was fighting for my life and because of that I just didn't feel like I could explore it in the same way I think in LA I would need a car so LA was probably my least favorite place to go to but I want to like it I'm gonna take a break from makeup and ask uh, answer some questions and have my cup of tea because one I don't want my cup of tea to go cold and two how do people think of articulate answers and do their makeup it, this is insane. To me. Things you do that you don't post online. This is funny because I was having a coffee with my friend Andy yesterday. I said to her, I go to a yoga studio, and she was like, I didn't know you did yoga. You never post that. Yoga. I go to yoga three, ideally, times a week, sometimes four, sometimes a bit less but I love yoga, yoga is my thing. And I said to her, I'll just regurgitate the answer. I was like, some things you don't have to post online and some things are just for you. Also, I think it's important to remember that the internet is very intentional. One would assume that everything you post online is super organic and just your natural life and you just post everything about you. But we forget that there are parts of people's lives that they keep private. Yoga for me right now has just never really made sense to share as a part of my brand. And I think it's nice to have things for yourself. So I do a lot of yoga. That's something that you probably wouldn't know about me from being online. I also cook a lot. I am the cook of our household. I live with Jess and I cook 85% of our meals and I really like cooking. I'm vegan and I really enjoy like trying new recipes and yeah, I just like cooking. So that's something I don't post online. When you say you freelance for your income, what things do you do? The dominant thing that I do is content creations in lots of different formats. So basically brands pay me to kind of make content packs for them in a lot of different ways but predominantly kind of UGC like talking head style so a brand will reach out to me and be like we're looking for content on XYZ can you make this for us and that is what I do I'm hoping to try some new things next year I would really like to edit a podcast for someone I think that would be a really fun thing to get into and I really love editing I think I would love to edit something that's maybe not mine that's what I would love to do next year But what's on Abortion Bro, like Yeah, you do you. I am pro-choice in every single way. Abortion is a hard thing to do regardless of how you feel, whether you want children or not. I think nobody wants to have an abortion, but I think it is important that we all have access to it. And I am pro-women making decisions about their own bodies. You do you, babe. Okay, what are you reading your favorite books this year? Great question. So I'm currently reading Acts of Desperation. I did just start it, which is about kind of a toxic love affair. I've only just started it, but it seems really good. The style of writing is absolutely stunning. So I'm really excited to read that. My favorite books this year, let me go on my Goodreads and see some of the books that I've labeled five stars this year. That'll be interesting. Guys, I really did not hit my reading challenge for this year. I set my goal, myself a goal to read 30 books this year. I'm currently on 16. So my Goodreads is literally saying, you're 12 books behind schedule. A book that I randomly picked up that really hit me in a way that I did not imagine was We All Want Impossible Things by Catherine Newman. And it is about two best friends, one of whom has terminal cancer, is living in a hospice. And it is about... Her best friends' experience with that, and how her family kind of rallies together, and in her last stages of her life, and it is stunning. It took me three days to read. I just read it in bed every night, and every night I had to go to the bathroom and blow my nose because I was sobbing so much. It was the book that had that gave me the biggest feeling of wow. What are the important things in life? What really is important? what should we be prioritising? What will matter at the kind of end of your life? That was stunning. Another book that I randomly picked up that I really love is Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason. I picked that up randomly. It was about a lady with severe mental illness and how she kind of navigates the world and the kind of illnesses that she described and the way that she felt I really, really resonated with. The way that the author, what was her name, Meg Mason, kind of depicted the like the acute details of Until Illness were just astounding to me like I have never felt more like oh my god is she talking about me I loved Fourth Wing which is a new fantasy series that has come out the second one has come out and I haven't read it yet because I don't want to buy a hardback because I drop hardbacks on my face and I just want it in a physical copy I don't want to buy it on my kindle for some reason anything else Margaret Atwood i read the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale I studied The Handmaid's Tale in school and so I was really excited to read the Testaments, which is the sequel, and I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, there are some. that's some really good books that I've read this year. Are you dating? No, I do not date. I really feel like I should. And I think maybe when I move to my next place, like I said, I'm living in my hometown at the moment, and it is just... Not the vibe. So I don't think I will date while I'm here, but when I move to my next place, perhaps I will. Worst time you got your period randomly. That is the funniest question. The thing is, I'm not really a random period kind of gal. Like I track my periods on an app, and so I kind of know. I also have this very blockwork level body reactions to my period, a few days before my period, about three or four days before I will become, I don't get like PMS in terms of like an angry, you know, some people just get like really frustrated at everything. I don't get that, but a few days before my period, I will become very emotional. So I will randomly like start crying at an advert or I'll feel really emotional at a song that I've listened to a thousand times before and never felt emotional about. And then I'll be like, am I about to go on my period? And I'll check the app and I will be. So I very, very seldom randomly come on my period because I like to know when I'm gonna come on my period. Scariest thing you've ever done and the outcome. Definitely, I think the scariest thing I've ever done that has had like the biggest outcome And kind of the biggest influence on me I guess there's two actually now I'm saying it The first one is If you're listening to this just on audio The reason I'm kind of being slow And maybe not talking at the same cadence Is because I'm doing my makeup And I'm doing my mascara currently Um, But like I said you should watch this one for sure Um, The scariest thing I've ever done, number one, is go traveling for the first time. I flew to Thailand at the age of 19. I broke up with my boyfriend, who was the love of my life at the time. I still feel as though he was kind of the one who got away, but it was the most important thing I ever did because it kind of started me on the trajectory of this life. It's where I learned about remote working. It's where I learned about myself. It is, I mean, like, I've been traveling ever since then. And so that was terrifying, but in a really fun way. And I mean, the outcome is I now live like this, the way that I live. The other thing I think was investing in myself and my career. Like I, you know, I started with an MLM in my business. And even though I wouldn't recommend that as a path, that was so terrifying for me to invest and kind of choose myself For the first time, and I think that was the first time I really took agency over my life. Up until that point, I'd always kind of been like, What am I doing? I'm just kind of floating around, working menial jobs. And that was the first time in 2020 where I kind of took the reins of my life and was like, no, do you know what? I'm going to give this a shot, but it was terrifying. And yeah, I guess the outcome now is I am freelancing and just sitting in my living room at 8.32 doing my makeup, talking to a podcast. My friend Lottie said, do a Myers-Briggs deep dive into yourself, accurate slash not accurate slash changes over time. I'm going to save that for a full episode because that will be really fun, but I think that'll be really long and I need to read up my old ones because I recently did the test for a different podcast episode and it was different to my, what it's always been. So I will do that as an episode. Plans after Podmas. I'm gonna continue the podcast. I'm gonna have a few weeks off to, I just think, reconnect with what I want to do with the podcast next. I'm gonna keep doing it and I just need to figure out like what direction to go next with it. Like, do I want the podcast to be the entire, we're all like other girls brand, kind of like call her daddy, like the podcast is call her daddy. Or do I want it to kind of have multiple facets and do I want it to be kind of a meetup thing? Do I wanna run events? Do I want it to be product-based? Do I want it to be service-based? Do I go kind of like membership, Patreon community? community and create exclusive content on patreon or a different platform yeah so definitely going to continue it on but in what facet i'm not sure yet i'm just figuring out what i think the best next direction will be after podmas but the podcast will continue and like episodes will continue to go up just not every day thank the lord Strangest American lingo slash terminology you picked up during your tour. What do I think is weird? Do you know what I think is weird? That you guys call, or not you guys, but American people, call biscuits. Like, their version of, like, biscuits are almost like scones, which is so bizarre to me. Like, they're like cakey, thick things that they put gravy and stuff on, which is just so bizarre because to us, a biscuit is like a ginger nut or a hobnob or a bourbon and like a biscuit it's like from a packet like the thin things from a, ba- a packet that you dip in your cup of tea i didn't learn that this year but i was reminded of how strange biscuit is this is a good one dream sponsor for we're all like other girls okay so sponsorship is a very weighted topic as someone who works in marketing and content for a job for other brands as well as myself i think people are becoming more and more susceptible to promotional influencer kind of brand deals. And there are so many brand deals that almost put me off, especially when I'm scrolling things like TikTok. When I see someone promote a product and it's paid, it almost becomes kind of becomes invalid, because I think they're just being paid for that, there are a few exceptions to this, like, a few creators do it so well, and it's so, you can tell the products are so aligned in their life, and so for me, I would only have, like, a brand sponsorship, and kind of go down that monetization route with brands, I know I made a joke about being brand friendly, and I do want to do that, but I want it to be brands that, and I know everyone fucking says this, oh, Not brand friendly, probably. I know everyone says this, but I want it to be things that I'm actually already obsessed with because I think there are other ways you can make money. Um, as a creator without doing brand deals. And I think if you do a few bad brand deals, it can really harm your brand. Dream collaborations would be things I'm already obsessed with. Vintage. I love vintage. All of my clothes are from vintage. I do not support fast fashion. 85% of the things I buy are secondhand or from like conscious, slow fashion brands. So, vintage would be a huge one because I buy so much stuff on vintage. I spend so much of my own money on vintage. Any like thrifting platform, Depop, Vintage eBay. I love secondhand clothes, Tala clothing would be another one because I own so much of their stuff. Their flared leggings, their hoodies. I live in their hoodies. So many of these Podmas episodes have been in Tala hoodies. So Tala would be a dream. I would love to work with them or have them as a sponsor for All like Other Girls. Anything vegan. I'm vegan and I love like vegan chocolate, vegan sweets, vegan cheese, vegan skincare. Anything of the vegan capacity I'm obsessed with. I love buying vegan things. I love going to new supermarkets and looking in their vegan section. So anything vegan would be incredible period products. My menstrual cup, I am a ride or die menstrual cup gal. So anything to do with any like menstrual cup um, companies, I would love period pants companies. I would love anything like that would be really cool. Okay, last question is goals for 2024. I'm just figuring this out at the moment. I feel like this year I talked about it on whatever Podmas it was about my 2023. I didn't really have a kind of acute focus for this year. 2024, is definitely gonna be around this brand or like my online brand for sure. I don't have any very specific goals yet, but I will make a video on it, I think closer to the time as I work through what these goals are gonna be. It will be something to do with the brand and my online presence and my work. And something to do with, I really want to improve my health and my physical body this year. I really want, you know when people set a goal to run a marathon and in pursuit of that very physical, challenging goal, they kind of become the person they want to become. Because to run a marathon, you have to become a certain type of person. You have to train a certain way, eat a certain way, act a certain way. I feel like I need that. Not running a marathon because I don't really have a desire to do that. But let me put this, let me hold the microphone now. I don't have a desire to run a marathon, but I feel like I need something like that, like a strong goal that in the process and pursuit of it, it allows me to become a better person. Hashtag new year, new me. Thank you for getting ready with me. That felt so productive. Now I'm ready. It's 8.45. Damn, I've been talking for 45 minutes. This is not going to be fun to edit. Now an episode is done. Maybe I'm going to do more podcasts like this. Let me see what this is like to edit. This made so much sense. How productive. Now I've got a podcast to edit and I'm already ready for the day. It's not even 9 a.m live, love, laugh. I love you so much. Not to the end of this episode. One, congratulations. Two, let me know what one of your goals is. Comment wherever you're listening to this what one of your goals is for 2024 because I feel like I need inspiration or this is a better one. Don't comment that. Don't care about your goals anymore. I care about myself. Let me know what you think a good option is. Not a marathon, but what goals should I set for myself that in the pursuit of it would allow me to become better physically, mentally, spiritually. Because I I can't think, but I need help. Okay, so if something comes to mind, let me know. Love you so much. See you tomorrow. Happy Podmas. We're halfway there, baby. Oh, this is Podmas 12. I can't believe I said number 11. This is number 12. We're literally halfway through Podmas when you're listening to this. Love you so much. See you tomorrow.